Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome back to the podcast today. Now, this is actually a special request episode. I love it when people get in touch with us. Especially about the podcast. It's so unique, this medium. You know, we talk away, we have a conversation, and I think it's a lot harder to. You can't leave a comment, you can't leave a like, you can leave a five star review, obviously, you know, that kind of thing you can subscribe. Yeah, but you have to go down to the description to, you have to see get an what's email. going on. Yeah. And it's a faff. So, whereas YouTube, you can just write a comment and yep. it's in line with what you're doing, you can almost listen to what's happening and write your comment at the same time. Whereas you have to go out of your way to find an email Absolutely. address and go write something and it's it's a faff and so i really appreciate and i try and action actually everything if anyone emails me about the podcast i think do you know what they've taken that extra level of detail to reach out and one listener one regular listener was asking about the concept of the prosperity wheel now we've covered this a couple of episodes and i know we did cover it as part, I think maybe last eight, August or September. We mentioned it in passing. In passing, we kind of did the concept. But I wanted to make a standalone episode. And so that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to focus on using a tool that is, now I'm not going to take credit for designing this particular way that you analyze things. There's concepts to do in coaching that, that use a wheel, that use a circle in how you're going to focus. And that's what we're going to touch upon today. I've just given it the definition in terms of prosperity. So I take no credit. I didn't devise this coaching technique, but I did make it personal to prosperity overall. So if you're feeling you're listening today, you've stumbled upon it either in a back catalogue of ours or it's the latest episode and you just love to listen whenever we release a new one. Today is going to be in that all too familiar scenario where you feel you're stuck, a little bit lacking motivation in life, but just feel like you need a bit of that vision again. Why do you do what you do on a daily basis? And I think what makes it so beautiful in this podcast, you know that our jam is prosperity. So we're not just after improving your finances or your health or ever. We're wanting to improve your whole showing up in life. It's everything. It's all your resources, your energy, your time and your money, everything. And so I thought it would be really fun to give you this gift of this tool because it's one of the few things that actually makes sense to me in coaching tools and analogies so if you'd allow me to take the wheel Matthew go for it (laughs) then we're going to cover this so yeah if you're feeling stuck I'm going to suggest you today to use this tool it's called the prosperity wheel and it gives you a highly personal viewpoint on where your life is right now and where you want to take it it's not for sharing really with anyone else I often say that a lot of the work you do on a personal internal level even some of your desires and thoughts it's almost better you don't share them it's actually more incredible to know they're personal to you sacred to you and then to show them happen in life you know what I mean like don't just tell people you're going to run a marathon just go and train and do it well also I think that with some of the things that are in the prosperity will that how you feel about particular things you might not want to share so relationships is one of the things in there you'll touch upon it later but if you're seeing your relationship as something that maybe isn't quite where you want it to be Mm. you might not want to share that at the moment because it might be more about where you are than the relationship itself and therefore um, a lot of it is about 
self-discovery mm. and exploration in order to work out what maybe you can do to change things improve things mm. and therefore sharing certain things at certain times might not be the right idea when you haven't really figured it out yourself yep. and when potentially the change needs to come from you rather than somewhere else exactly so i want to give you a fantastic story i think i've used it a lot of times and i, I actually mentioned it in a mastermind that we're running this month as a kind of lead in and a goal a focus there's this wonderful old wisdom story that is basically a journey of a very ancient civilization the israelites and the whole journey that's described is basically they're in captivity they're in slavery they go to the wilderness they go to equilibrium they basically escape slavery they don't have a clue what they're doing they're wandering about it's meant to only take them seven days and it takes them 40 years and that process is where they learn to get a vision again of what life could be like and then that journey then goes from that equilibrium that just feeling safe enough to cope figuring what you want to do they then go into their promised land which is their land of overflow and abundance and they're free and they have absolutely everything like you know that was meant for them so I always take that as this particular tool is great if you feel on that journey those first two parts if you feel that there's habits and mindsets and you're just not quite feeling like you're firing on all cylinders, I think it's a great tool that allows you to move into that equilibrium. It's the starter for 10. It's the, let's just get you into a little bit more safety. Let's get you also to see actually what you have in your life rather than focus on the negative, you know, maybe things that are making you feel guilty or sad or anything. Let's just really get you into safety and then you can take your life and run away with it. So this concept is working in two parts. It's all about looking at your life right now and then repeating the process again with your life and how you want to step up. So human nature is you are an ever-evolving, ever-expanding, ever-growing spiritual and physical combination, right? We have those two components. You have your mind, your body, and your soul. Yep. Your body, a lot of people want to focus on and grow that. Maybe you want to get lean. Maybe you want to get strong. Maybe you, know, you want to feel in your best condition. That's the physical part. That's almost the easy part. But your mental part, your spiritual part, equally wants that growth. Every, you know, they always say that if you're not growing, you're dying, right? It's literally, you are designed to expand and be more day-to-day -day than you were previously. You want that, you crave that. Mm -hmm. That's why people will look for the next goal or next thing because they, it's part of human nature. And so this technique allows you, maybe for the first time, to actually decide what growth you want, okay? We're going to go deep. Life will often give you circumstances that forces you to change in some ways, like maybe you might have some, like a surprise health diagnosis or, you know, you lose your job or something. These all feel like we then react to them. Yeah, they're happening to you. They're happening to you, right? And they make you change, they make you grow. But imagine the power if we actually start to go, well, I want to set the change that I would... In some way, it would take away emergencies and make them nice surprises. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I think that most of us, we don't really focus on making change unless there's a prompt to do so. Absolutely. So for a lot of people, new year, new me. So you get to January and that's a prompt. But otherwise, it is normally challenging situations that prompt us to change. Mm -hmm. And I think on the path to prosperity... It's ultimately about taking inventory of where you are, taking stock of where you are frequently 
so that you can actually review what you're up to, where you're up to, what you want to change and adjust, rather than wait for the world and circumstance to decide that for you. So it's it's a wonderful way of being, I guess, putting the power in your own hands, oh, totally taking yeah. control of change and direction rather than waiting for something to ultimately trigger it. Absolutely. And I think, that, like we'll touch upon, it's just, we do this probably naturally anyway. We probably say, oh, well, actually, I want to improve this in my life for that. It's just a really nice starter tool, something that you could do weekly, monthly, yearly, whenever you like, just use this in your life. So if we're going to use this tool, we need to know what it is, what it looks like. So in order to get ourselves to understand what it looks like, let's just think about a pizza. Okay, so you've got your pizza and it's cut into slices and we happen to have eight slices in our pizza. So you've got your pizza, it's all sliced up, wonderful. These are our different areas of the prosperity wheel. Jennifer will talk about what each of them is shortly. And then the way you use the tool is basically if you imagine that the center of the pizza is a zero and the edge of each slice is a 10 and you rank each part of the pizza as to where it is on a scale of zero to 10 for you as far as your fulfillment, your how comfortable you are with it, where you feel it is in life. So it's really easy to, to kind of picture in your head. And the whole point is you go through each of those sections and you just rank it. So what have we got? What have we got in each of these sections? So they cover spiritual, mental and physical aspects of your life. It's not a complete picture, but it's the key areas. As Matt said, it's eight slices of pizza that make up this pie <laughs> ah see what i did there um so let's just start with some of the obvious ones so on each of the segments you'd write a, a focus area for you so you have money finances i'm afraid to say you're going to need money in some form probably to live out your life well, money's important money's a stress point potentially it's also an enabler so mon- money is a, a key area in life. Absolutely. absolutely it's just another resource then we move on to things like your health your relationships that's another core uh, another piece of the pie spirituality so actually your faith things that matter to you in terms of your spirit growth which is even if you don't align right now to something it is part of who you are you are spirit and body combined so i think that's it's so important just to find something that allows you to make sense or hopeful in the world then another segment is your mindset so actually how you problem solve how strong you feel mentally Another piece of the pie is personal development. Then it goes to impact. And then the final eighth piece is giving. Now, as I say, this will be different. If you used Wheel of Life and things like that in the past with other coaching experiences, you'll see that my prosperity wheel tool is different but similar. And it's the focus on actually not... Um, some of the, the areas that if you weren't thinking so holistically about your life that they might miss out so I'll read those back to you so you, money is one segment relationships spirituality mindset giving impact personal development and then finally your health I think that I missed that I know I did say no, that the first time and your health and what you do there's a fantastic quote that I'll say at the start before we do this the quote was, the quality of your questions will drive the quality of your life. Your brain is the most fantastic, eternal, infinite computer. It's better than Google. 
if you were to ask the right questions, right? You mm -hmm. can figure out everything personal to you. And so the better the questions you start to ask yourself about these areas of your life, the better the solutions and answers you will find that work for you. And I'll say it's completely on what you do. So each of those eight segments, as Matt said, you start, the inner circle is zero, if you like, on the scale of zero to 10, the outside of the circle is 10. And you literally look at it and you say, okay, how do I feel about each of these areas right now. Now, I think that the key is I, we, we've all been messed up with rankings and you know movie <laughs> reviews and video game reviews. It's a 4.6. <laughs> well, the problem is that anything lower than a 7 is seemed to be not very good. That's right. Like, yeah. When did 5 being like <laughs> average and in the middle and good yeah, enough, it's, good, it's okay, yeah. you know, it's, it could be better, but it could be a lot worse. You know, it's just kind of, it's, me it's kind of like the meal that you maybe pick up from a supermarket. It's a ready meal, you cook it, you it's eat tasty. it, and you say, well, it's, like, I wouldn't go out my way to buy it again, mm. but if I got served it, then I wouldn't be looking to throw it in the bin. Like, that's a five. But for some reason, our scaling seems to have been skewed. So we don't want to see a movie that's anything less than a seven or eight. Right. Even though a five could be just a nice, simple watch. Mm. You know, there's, there's what was it, um, movies like, like Catherine Hagel was in and things like that. All right. Like the, the wedding dresses and all these kind of things. Yeah, those are good. Th th those are five out of ten movies in my head. Or like Picture Perfect. Yes. I mean, we're going way back to Jennifer Aniston's older <laughs> movies. But these kind of films are just five out of tens in yeah. my head. So you can sit there, you can watch them, easy watching, no big drama. So I think that we need to make sure that we put our scaling correctly mm. rather than deeming that we, we label something like our relationship as a five, and that's terrible. Right. And I'm not saying that your, your relationship is a five or isn't five. You've got to work it out yourself. But I think the first thing is just to calibrate our scaling mm -hmm. properly. Maybe there's tools online you can look at to really scale it properly. Because, and even in corporate, when you do these surveys about, you know, your own satisfaction and even customer satisfaction, yep. again, no one is interested in anything other than whether it's a one or two yep. or a yep. nine or ten. Absolutely. But actually that middle ground has got a lot of nuance to it. Mm. And for this kind of ranking, it's actually really important that you try to calibrate yourself so you can understand that a five you could live with forever. It's not necessarily going to excite you, but it's not going to be painful. A five is this kind of, it's all right enough mm. and it doesn't hurt me, but certainly there's a lot of scope for improvement. Yep. I see so the same. if we calibrate properly first, then this becomes a lot more valuable. Because also, if you're ranking something as a seven, when it should be a five, mm. you've not got very far to go to get to a 10. <laughs> but if you're realistic about it, there's probably a long way to go mm. before 10. So at which point you have to calibrate it correctly. Anyway, that's an aside. Carry on. Yeah, Where are we calibration is key. And you get to decide the calibration as well. So the whole point is you sit down on your own and you draw this circle and you look at, and you have to decide, evaluate your life right this moment on each of those areas. Okay. You have to be brutally honest with yourself, but also equally, we don't need to be too harsh, as you said. Look at it fairly and say, actually, how do I feel? So it could well be that you decide money is a nine. Like you feel you're getting to the top of, you've got more than enough overflow, you've got giving money, you've got invest, like it's really super. And that isn't about your bank balance, it's about how you feel. All exactly. of this is it's about, about how, you feel. how you feel about things. So therefore, if you have enough money each month that you can pay all your bills, you can have um, whatever it is you want to do as far as your monthly activities, 
you're not w- worried about having your car service come mm-hmm. up. Uh, if you want to have holidays and you can afford those, it doesn't mean you've got to have a million pounds in the bank. But for you, your status with money can be a nine out of 10 just because you're very comfortable. Yes, exactly. So you go all the way through all the segments and take that honest analysis. But here's the next thing that will happen. While you're doing this, you've also got to say to yourself, okay, if I'm choosing, let's say, a seven, why is it not an eight or why is it not a six? So that's something a little bit different to keep in mind. Like what is giving it the characteristic of that six or that seven or that nine or the 10? Be very clear what then you're starting to develop are the different markers. Now, what can we do? This is a question. I don't know the answer to this. This is why I'm asking it. With some of our relationships, we Mm. have family relationships. We have relationship with our partner, potentially. We have relationships with our children. So how do you, can you split your piece of pizza into a couple of subsections if you want want to? I would, when I'm ever doing it though, I think that the relationships will automatically come to your mind that you believe could need work. So, so you go, either, you go on to the lowest kind of ranking. In yeah, your I think something will stick out in your head. Like actually, my relationship with my kids is good, but my with my partner, I'm going to make that part of this wheel this time. So or, you have that as the main focus. Yeah, so exactly. When you, when you're something looking will at, kind of come over it, or or all three. It could well be not actually all the areas. It's that kind of same so with your money. You could think about it's not just your income. Remember, it's actually your interaction with the world. So okay. it's really kind of going, how hell, like, how good do I feel about all so these So some things might feel universal. Money might be something that feels universal, whereas relationships, it might be that it has a little bit more of a particular focus Possibly. on the occasion that you do it. Mm-hmm. And you might give it a different focus next time you look yes. at it. Right, okay. Just being, it's more being aware of what comes to mind. So this, this is what's great with this too. When you're looking at right now, you're not sitting down yet an imaginary vision or anything or what you think. Yeah, it allows your brain to pop up the things that are important. So like for health, for example, one of those pieces of the pie, it could well be that you actually go, well, you know, I really want to just feel stronger. I want to feel a bit better. Like these things will keep popping up into your head and be yeah. conscious of And that. also I think in health, it can easily be, for some people, it would be um, forward momentum. Mm. So maybe changing weight or becoming stronger or doing some kind of fitness challenge. For some people, it might be about health condition avoidance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe on the cusp of um, getting diabetes or maybe just trying to put yourself in a position where some of the key things that might lead into cancer you're avoiding, whatever it happens yep. to be, it can absolutely be forward thinking or avoidance. And health is one of those ones where it it can vary depending on what your focus might be absolutely so you do that from the first instance of right now and again don't be too harsh on yourself but equally if that if that's your thing that you're like no i'm going to be a realist here no my impact in the world is a one I don't think a ripple effect out, that's okay. But allow yourself to start figuring out, okay, what would you like it to be? So that's the next step. So once you've laid down what your honest reaction is and why you're picking certain numbers, do that. Even write down notes, say it's a five or a six or a 10 because of this. It's a one because of this. It's a, you know, that room for growth. Look at the numbers and then say, okay, what would I like to do in a month's time or in 90 days time or a year's time what would I like my pie to look like then okay so what would your suggestion be then so I've got a pie Mm -hmm. of eight segments yes 
And I've got a couple of areas which are in seven or eight. Yep. I've got a couple of areas which are in three, a few in the middle, whatever. I've got a nice range of things, a nice pretty pie that isn't even. I've got some areas where I feel I'm stronger, areas I'm feeling weaker. Mm. Now, my suggestion would be that you don't try to tackle all eight of them. Because that just is so overwhelming. But then would you focus on trying to improve the things that are already quite good to make them better? Or would you go for the pain points and try to bring those up? Or or is it really about how you feel? Like my suggestion probably would be, if you're doing it as a first pass, mm. try to make the good better rather than make the horrible good. Mm-hmm. Because I think that getting areas that you already find quite good are probably easier to lift up by a point or two whereas those areas which are challenging they probably had least attention which means that they're probably harder to gain the momentum on and you might want to save that for a second or third pass over the course of time but I don't know what's your ideas so before we started this podcast we were chatting a little bit about the topic of loving something right it wasn't about each other it was about my own observations over the couple of days about my feelings of appreciating and loving and gratitude for things and you know possessions in a way it was about our home right yeah and this was this is actually the wisdom i'm going to say when you look at your pie right now you repeat the process for um, a denomination in time and future a month 90 days a year of how you would like it to be that you believe you could absolutely make happen, okay? So what would you like it to look like in you set a time period? I don't buy into this concept of like, you've got to work on your weaknesses because you know you've got to make them great because then you'll become like a superhero. I think your weaknesses are make you unique as long as they're not detrimental to you and other people. It could, like, for me, I'm not a good artist. So I'm, I probably will try and learn. It's one of the things I want to do is be better at art. But I'm equally not going to beat myself up unless I feel it's going to benefit me. Right? It's one of the things, it's not my strong suit, but I'm good at other things. I would look at that second stage pie, whatever numbers you give it. If you move, you know, your five in fitness up to a six. If you move your finances from a three to a five or a six, what are the actions that you believe would allow you to love those areas more? Okay, and I think that's really key. What are some of the ways that you could feel or do or be different that will allow you to feel that you are moving up the scale? Now, the human nature is that we would want to add in 20 different actions that we're going to start tomorrow and it's all going to be fantastic. We're going to go for a run, we're going to meal prep. I would actually say, because you're looking at it from that top level and say, what, how can I love these areas more? You equally allow an opportunity for peace as well. So it could well be how you see your finances right now. It's just like, I just need to make peace that this is the money I have or this is how I use money. I'm not a bad person because I've got debt. I'm not a horrible spender. It's just because when I'm stressed, I'm going out. So I'm going to change that habit. That's a really Actually, quite... That's, that's quite interesting because ultimately what you're suggesting is almost like the mindset piece. If it's not where it could do with being, mm. that's probably your first point of call in many ways. Yep. And I would agree with that. So I was looking at it and thinking, right, there's lots of areas that we could maybe find a week. So I think that some of the common ones for people will be health, personal development, and impact Mm, mm. with mindset also kicking in. But there'll be a lot of people listening that have relationships as a thing. Now, some of us aren't in the right relationship. 
some of us are in a relationship that isn't serving us mm. and it's I don't know whether it's that we ourselves need to be better or the other person just you know we've grown apart whatever it happens to be but to be bold enough to do something about that if right. you need to make big changes you'd need to work on your mindset about how you feel about yourself how you feel about doing things on your own whatever it happens to be and by the way I'm not suggesting that everyone go out and break up with their partners by any stretch but it's an area where I think that mindset would need to change before you're able to do something positive about your relationships whether that's make them better work on them or to change them entirely and the same as health I think that if you've got challenges with your health you're maybe not the body shape or the fitness that you'd like to be I think that the mindset piece almost needs to kick in first mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before then you're in a position to actually commit to the change and the effort. Mm -hmm. And that's why mindset, although it is its own segment for sure, I think a lot of these pieces also contain mindset around that piece yes. as well. So it's it's almost like mindset encompasses the entire pizza and, in, and it's also got its own special slice too. Well, I'm, I'm being sneaky. It's a bit of a Trojan horse, isn't it? It's an exercise. At one point in time, I'm going to go high level, are you ready? Right, Everything right now on that first pie that you see is now a five or a four or a nine, that first judgment about life right now, I guarantee at some point in the past, this was your future pie. This was the thing you were working towards in some way. There'll be even one if it's one or two slices, even it's not if necessarily going to be two slices, slices. It might not be the full picture, but I guarantee there'll be something on your pie that you believed was a 10 out of 10 in the past. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and to give that a frame of reference, a lot of us are in jobs now where we're looking to move onwards and upwards. But if 10 years ago you'd said you would have been in this place Snap in your career, you would have said, well, that's that's a brilliant end game. Jeez, mm. I didn't expect to get there. And yet it's now not good enough for us. So that's an interesting thing as well. But also that does mean that what you might have deemed to be a 10 mm. a little while ago could now be a level seven. Because what happens is as we grow and expand in our mental abilities, in our knowledge of the world, in our wisdom, in our spirituality, what happens is we then get new frames of reference. We get new yes, ideas. Yes. And that's why this tool is something which is really valuable to visit on whatever frequency suits you. Because ultimately, what you'll find is, what your ranking is today, and even mm -hmm. when you work on mm -hmm. stuff, your rankings will change. Absolutely. And, and that's where the calibration kicks in. Because I guarantee, if you think your money is at a nine now, but then suddenly you had some pay rises or lotteries coming, mm -hmm. then suddenly that nine still might feel like a nine, but it's in a completely different place. Mm -hmm. But what it means is potentially the rest of the, the pizza pie will adjust itself based on that new frame of reference of what a 10 or a nine feels like. So mm -hmm. it's an ever moving goalpost. It's absolutely, crazy. Absolutely. So that new pie that you've developed, we've then up leveled or changed areas that you believe you could absolutely commit to. I would say the only thing, the last stage then is looking at it and saying, if you're going a short space of time, so let's say you're doing this per month. If you're looking at that 30 day cycle, if you like, of up leveling, you're going to make your way there slowly. I would really say only focus on what would be one habit you could stop in your life that would improve one area or a couple of areas as a consequence, one mm -hmm. habit you're going to stop and one habit you're going to replace it with. 
Okay, so let me give you an example. So for example, if you feel like right now you're at a critical point with your health, the thing about the health industry is often it will demonize some habits and godlike some other habits. Habits are just habits. It's the mindset. It's why you do them and the output you believe you'll create well, you, you, from them. You can lose weight eating just McDonald's. Absolutely, right? So demonizing fast food is easy, but actually all food fuels you just in various health degrees. And it's just overconsumption is a problem that, right? regardless exactly. of what it is. So if your health is key to you right now, or you think is that a kind of like domino that could really filter out? Because if you improve the way you feel about yourself, I guarantee your relationships might improve because you'll show up differently. Mindset gar- improves, mindset then you improves. feel like you're more capable, your, which right? means that it your impact off. impact because people you would have a ripple effect without even realizing it because people would see you maybe changing your health and go, oh, I would, I think I could do that too. Right? There's a whole you'll, you'll have the jealousy comments and thoughts and things like that, but also but you will have that, that piece where you inspire somebody or multiple people exactly. and yeah it knocks on to so a lot there'll, of different there'll be things one piece of that pie that's like the domino the e- the easy thing that you could commit to and so take away one habit let's say you're going to um not eat as much cake or you know or I'm. Going or you'll to, stop going to starbucks and you'll stop having the frappa mappa yeah right things. so i'm going to give up the morning coffee because the morning coffee is perhaps 200 calories and then i usually get a cake and that's 500 overall. And do you know what? I could probably instead replace it with I'm going to take my breakfast in, an apple, a juice or, you know, a water. But I'm also going to do a little walk around the block before I go to work. Right? So just yeah, a nice or, or simple... I'll make sure I take a lunch break and I'll do a walk on my lunch break yes. if the weather allows. Yeah. But one, So take away one bad habit but replace with something better. And that's quite um, simple. Super simple, right? Because you don't need to make the habits that you bring in or take away the hardest ones. I think we can become stronger and more capable as time goes on if we're in an area that we're not very experienced with. So choosing something which is fairly easy, relatively, actually you find it's harder than you thought it was because that's the nature of habits. We're ingrained into wanting habits and doing the same things and you kind of autopilot into them. But ultimately by choosing something like to me that doesn't sound that hard and I'm sure to most people listening saying I'm not going to go to Starbucks I'm going to take something in instead and I'm also going to take a little walk for half an hour I'm going to make sure I take a lunch break and if the weather's all right then I'm just going to go out for a little half an hour walk yeah I think most people can probably think that that's not stupidly difficult absolutely and it can even be let's choose relationships okay a common one if you believe that your relationships with your partner or your family or your co-workers or anything like that if you see that as your domino actually that if you could shift this in 30 days that would really then ripple effect it could well just be deciding the bad habit is my partner and i sit in front of the tv every night we don't really get a chance to talk we're knackered the habit you take that away and you maybe say well actually five nights out of the week we're not going to watch tv but instead we're going to say look could we go a walk together or could we sit and have our dinner together or could we you know read together or just or, hang out or i'm gonna or... kick your butt on board games it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't make a difference what it is just or you know or we're going to go climbing or we're going to you know we'll take the kids and we'll go to the park together there'll be some habit you can replace in the time and why I say only one habit remove and replace is, as human nature, we do want to overall replace things. You know, we want the quickest exit plan. Too much quick- too fast means you can't complete yeah, it. You exactly, can't commit. It exactly. becomes, and that's that's the problem like when we have the new year, new me. 
I'm suddenly want to stop all the food Meal that plan. I've been eating. <laughs> I want to so I want to restrict my calories. Yes. But not only do I want to restrict them, I want to restrict them by not having all of the nice things. And then I want to go to workout. So I'm going to go and I'm going to spend time, yep. which I never spent before, doing tough things. That and I also like those workouts do. are going to be a lot more challenging at first than they really should be. So I'm throwing it all of these things at once. No wonder so many people fail that particular process. You're just trying to do too much at once. It's one habit that you can realistically put in place and change that means that you're set up for success. Yeah, and I do really think it's key. Your pie at the moment, I think, has just got in some habits and behaviours that you're doing on autopilot that you probably wouldn't want to be choosing. It's just, it's easy, it's comfortable. This is going to feel a little bit discomfort, but would I actually say even what's the one good habit you could add that would be the most fun thing to choose in that area because if it's fun you're more likely to do it so is it playing board games with your partner or is it going to the park with the kids or is it you know doing family night out that's something that we've started doing with our family that we're, we're going to go around in turns and everyone gets to pick is it mini golf is it bowling is it swimming right making it some and that's one area that then maybe the first week you don't notice a ripple but when you start to notice the ripple a month, two months, six months, years down the line, you think, I'm so glad I picked up that habit that really changed me. And it has to be a great tool that you can use. And I say, keep it private, keep it sacred to you because you, it allows you that space to be honest. Um, it's one tool that I go back to maybe every year or so. I find that I'm quite good at now kind of visualizing it in my mind and saying, no, actually, I'm going to work on this habit and things. But it's a real good starter for 10. And I just want to close by saying there's a fantastic wisdom quote, which is, is without a vision, the people perish. And I can't stress that often enough. I think a lot of people feel stuck and depressed and frustrated with life because their vision about what's ahead doesn't excite them really it doesn't it's not the only reason I'm saying it's one of the most likely reasons like if you imagine maybe doing the same job that you're not really happy about anymore or you're you know your weight and your fitness just doesn't seem to be improving these things don't give you anything to be excited about in future I want to give you the power back to be a creator in your life so I would adore if you've never thought of doing anything like this before Use it to start asking better questions about your prosperity, about your life. And I promise you the results, if you look at them and commit to what you believe you can achieve and take one action, drop one bad habit, put in a new one, you will see the the windows of heaven open to you. Yeah, ultimately, this is a great tool for taking whatever your view is about your future and it being quite overwhelming as far as the degree and volume of things that you want to tweak and not being able to really itemize it or understand it. It just feels there's a lot to do and it feels huge and you don't know where to start. This is a great way of really analyzing those areas that actually are going to make an impact to you and give you a little bit of precision in where to put your energies and just small focuses because ultimately we can't change our entire world in an instant if A, we don't know where we are right now mm. and B, we don't know the areas that we really should be focusing on for ourselves. And the thing is, this is so personal as far as what we'd want to focus on and how we can impact things. 
but it's just a way of giving you almost this sniper rifle on your own life and saying, right, actually, this is an area I want to focus on at the moment. This is where I want to spend my energy and time. Small changes, and it will take me to the place I want to end up being without this overwhelming mindset where you end up doing nothing. So if you have enjoyed this podcast, then why not give us a five-star review? I think you mentioned that earlier, didn't you? I did, I did. Five-star reviews are a wonderful thing. Also, if you think that someone else you know maybe is a little bit overwhelmed with the changes they want to make in life or they're just not quite sure what's next, maybe suggest this podcast to them. Let them understand the prosperity will and see if they get something out of it. So share the podcast. You can easily grab a little link from whatever device you're looking on and send it on as a little message to somebody. So that being said, I really enjoyed actually, you know, that email to me, that comment to me to share a bit more about this tool. I hope it's useful to that person. Thank you for inspiring this episode. And I hope it has been useful to you listening. I'd love to know if you do try it out though, as Matt said, it'd be super if you want to send us an email, prosperityproject at mamafurfer.com. You can let us know personally how you've got on or months down the line if there's been a ripple effect if you have enjoyed today check out the rest of the episodes there's a back catalogue there but as always thank you so much for listening we'll speak to you very soon